up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we got a couple of new figures that we're going to be talking about in Funko Focus. Um, just a few that were announced this week, I think. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think yeah week. they were announced this week. Um. Yeah, and then we don't have anything in 4K Spotlight, unfortunately. Um, but with through the wall, uh, we are going to bring up some new some news items. I'm going to be talking about a pilot that is coming out soon, and Rose is going to update us on uh on a favorite show of ours. Yes. Yeah, and then. For this week's headliner, we are going to be breaking down the war with Grandpa. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brooker, and I want to talk to you about my fun horror podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Each week, I will talk about a different horror movie through one or two ways. Either a kill grade episode, where I come up with a cool rubric to grade the kills in each movie. I'll talk about the style, the method, and how impactful it was on me. At the end of the episode, I'll rank all the kills and tell you which ones are my favorite and which ones I thought sucked. I do also like to get a little academic with the movies and do more of what I call a horror review. I will talk about what was good, what was bad what types of psychological fears the movie plays off of, and what I thought was the scariest part of the movie, while also throwing in some interpretation and wacky theories for the movie. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out on Tuesdays. Also, if you're a YouTube fan, these episodes are made available 48 hours early on my YouTube channel, at Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at BruckerHorror or email me at BruckerHorror at gmail.com to let me know your thoughts and interpretations or if you have a movie request you'd like for me to do. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and I hope you get to enjoy the show. Alrighty, first up with Funko Focus. Um, I'm going to go first just because uh, spoilers with mine and when it, oh, in regards true. to... WandaVision, the finale. But so skip ahead maybe like a few minutes <laughs> just in case. Um and I feel if you haven't watched the finale yet, like damn you, like come on. Yeah. Or Not if you haven't week. seen some Yeah, and I think even if you haven't, it would be super hard to like miss all the uh, things that have been going on. That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah, so... Spoiler... So skip now if you want to uh, avoid spoilers. But my Funko Focus this week is the Hot Topic exclusive Wanda from WandaVision, because, duh. But this figure is so freaking bitchin'. It is from her final final form suit, <laughs> and it has everything. It has her, uh, the headdress, it has, like, her Scarlet Witch outfit. It looks like she's floating, it's on a stand. It is 
Oh, it's a masterpiece. I love it. What I appreciate the most is they can finally put Scarlet Witch on the box now. Yes! I really oh appreciate that. Oh my gosh, that. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I was considering... I still might, but I'm, I was considering getting the um, the Halloween costume uh, Wanda. But... With this new figure coming out, I think this one would, would fit really well with my Age of Ultron vision. So It's not Age of Ultron vision, it's Infinity War vision. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Damn it, Caleb. I thought it was Age of Ultron for... Why do I keep thinking Age of Ultron? That is when vision got introduced. Yeah. Maybe and that's for, why. Yeah, and, for, and uh, you know, Funko wasn't that ahead yet of not putting them in bow-legged poses yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think that would fit really well with my Infinity War vision, Thank which you. is also from Hot Topic. That's true. Yeah. And I might also get her Halloween costume just because I think that would also fit really well with my first appearance vision. Even though I know that's not the first appearance Scarlet Witch, I don't necessarily care for the first appearance Scarlet Witch, the actual figure. Uh, Okay. So I think that her in the Halloween costume might just fits a little bit better. (laughs) That's fair. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's my figure for, for this week. Uh, what about you, Rose? I just for ever, for everyone that um turned off, spoilers are done. Just heads up. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> my Funko Focus is a Transformers pop, and it is the ten inch Walmart exclusive Optimus Prime. And oh, oh my, my gosh, God. it's so beautiful. You know what they need to do Dude, next? So cool. A 10-inch Megatron. Oh my gosh, that would be dope. Like, have both 10-inch Optimus and Megatron. Perfection. That would be so cool. Hell, I'll take Scar- Starscream too. Why not? <laughs> Just 10-inch Transformers all around. Hell yeah. Dude, why not? If only they could actually transform. Can you imagine that? Funko would have... I, mean, I don't know how much Funko would have to spend on that. <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> like, I don't even know how they would, like, how they could pull that off. I don't know, man. If Funko, if people are starting to get kind of, like, tired of Funko Pops and just feel like it's the same old, same old, they can be like, guys, wait. Transforming yeah. Transformer Funko Pops. There you guys go. It's, a, it's our million dollar idea. You're welcome. Or, or at least it freaking better be for how much we spent. Yeah, this hobby's expensive. Why do you think I don't collect anymore? Yeah. Unfortunately, I just don't have the space to collect at the moment. Once I do, I, th- I think I'm going to go kind of hog wild. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I just spend um, my collecting money on like other expensive shit. 
like yesterday, <laughs> I bought the what was the the Ghostbusters Plasma Series Target exclusive Ecto One. Nice. Yeah, because they had a coupon that if you uh what was it twenty five percent off one toy, and so instead of paying fifty, I I paid forty after tax, which is not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy. I finally own. I finally own an Ecto One. Yeah. Don't judge our life choices. <laughs> Especially mine, because I'd spend my money on stupid shit. Do you want to hear another stupid thing? I that think I, I would, too, on? if I had money. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that much money, either. <laughs> um, no, here, here's another stupid thing that I spent my money on. Okay, because I, I, I want everybody to know this, and I was going to tell Caleb this, but let's just let's just say it on air here. So... I'm sure it's no surprise to everybody, anybody, that I'm a huge fan of the movie The Prom. We reviewed it. I can't get over that damn movie. I don't know why. But, so I love that movie so much that I want to literally own every single piece of, like, memorabilia or whatever has been released of it. So, I went out of my way to not only buy the <laughs> the For Your Consideration DVD... That they released for like the Golden Globes, shit like that, uh, that were sent out to uh, uh, um, guild members, whatever. Um, so yeah, so I bought one of those, but then I also bought not only the um, For Your Consideration screenplay, I bought the um, paperback for that, but I also bought the hardcover for that. So I own two screenplays for the prom. Shit, man. <laughs> it's cool. I feel it's cool, like, movie memorabilia. Just, I, I, I'm just a little too obsessed with this film. Uh, just, a, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, so. There's my stupid shit I spend money on. They weren't that expensive, though. Like, I, I just want to put that out there. Like, each was, like, between, like, 10 and 20 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. It wasn't, I, I am, hell no, am I spending, like, 50 or 70 bucks on, like, shit like that. Unless it was, like, like say if it was, like, a for your consideration for, like, the original Ghostbusters when it first came out. And they were charging, like, 60 bucks. And that's how much it was, like, say it was, like, um, let's see. Like it was tracking to be worth over a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I'll definitely spend sixty bucks on that. That's totally worth it. So what's what's so special about the for your consideration editions? Um, well, so this is kind of a secret. Um, it's that they're not supposed <laughs> they're not supposed to be like given away. <laughs> you're supposed to keep they're supposed to throw them away when you're given them. If you're like uh, someone who's given a for your for, for your consideration DVD, because like literally it's just like a paper fold that like opens up, saying what um their um their categories are, what they want to be nominated for. Like they nominated um like for best supporting actor, they had Keegan Michael Key and Andrew Reynolds. Um, for of course best uh, actor, they had James Corden. Yada yada yada. Um, kind. It's just kind of like saying, like, hey, you know, like, this, these are the categories that we want to submit for. Here's the movie to watch. Let's see if we 
get nominated for any of these categories. Hmm. Yeah. So. Dude, what do we have to do to become, like, guild members? <laughs> you got me, buddy. I really want to know, though. Because <laughs> I want to be sent for your consideration DVDs and not have to secretly buy them off eBay. <laughs> not Okay, it's not really secretly. Yeah, because apparently people are receiving them that don't give a shit. Yeah, apparently. So if if that's the case, um, I feel like we can make that happen, dude. Yeah. How cool would that be to say that we're like? I would change. We would have to change the intro. Be like, we are official, like filmmaker guild <laughs> members that love to watch and critique movies. Yes. Oh, dude, that'd be so badass. Gosh, I know what I'm researching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so cool. That would be super dope. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so that, that's my Funko Focus, even though it led into some <laughs> other random shit. But yeah, that's... Yeah, the, if, just in case everyone forgot, the Funko Focus was uh, the Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> the 10-inch exclusive, <laughs> sorry, the 10-inch Walmart exclusive Optimus Prime, which is available for pre-order right now, if you guys want to know. <laughs> I think Wanda is all, or sorry, this uh, Scarlet Witch is also available for pre-order. Let me double check on that, because I'm sure our listeners would like to know that. That is some very knowledgeable information to have. Yeah, that's uh, one I want to get in, like, from the store, though. I don't want to order it online. I want to see it before I order it. Well, Just tough because, tits for um, you. It's out of stock. That sucks. Pre-order sold out. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I want, I, wanted to, I want to see it in person just so I know that it's still, like, good-looking. Oh, uh, actually, wait. Funko Pop Hunters said they will restock many times. Don't worry yet. So you're okay, good. Cool. Noise. All right. If... Um. What? No, sorry. I I want to see if uh. Optimus Prime is sold out too. Okay. No, he I so would... he, he is actually still in stock. Nice. Yeah. And is he still like thirty uh... or forty? Uh, 30. 30? So. Isn't that the average price for a 10-inch? Yeah, usually. Okay. So, yeah. If you guys want Optimus, jump on it. Then if you want Scarlet Witch, just give it a minute. She'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, she'll be back. Alright, um. Moving on to Through the Wall. Uh, so we have a couple of news items. I'm going to start because I've been letting Rose oh, like yes, okay, uh, marinate in the excitement. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So first things first. Are you aware of the situation with Riverdale or like the CW show? Uh. No. I think I already know what you're about to announce, but let's, uh, but no, I don't know anything about Riverdale. Okay, so Riverdale is 
a CW show that is very, very loosely based off of the Archie comics. Yeah, isn't Archie like barely even in the damn show? Yeah, he's. I I don't know. I haven't watched the show. <laughs> I don't know, from what I've heard, I, or at least what I've seen in pop culture, it seems like they've focused more on Cole Sprouse's character, Jughead. Or at least that's the character that more people love. Yeah, I think that's the case. Okay. Yeah. So, it is pilot season. <laughs> and guess what got a CW pilot? <laughs> or what is getting a CW I'm pilot? Pretty sh- okay, I'm pretty sure. I hope this is the answer. Is it the Powerpuff Girls? Yes, it's the <laughs> Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Yeah, because I saw that. Uh... <laughs> okay, so out of the three main uh, actresses they picked, I only know one, and that's Dove Cameron, and they picked her to play Bubbles. Yep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um. Also, the like, aren't the Powerpuff Girls supposed to be like little girls? Like, yeah. Okay. Like so this six is or eight? this is what. So this is what it's it's what uh they said. So it is based. Off of the animated series, okay. and it follows Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, who used to be America's pint-sized superheroes. Now, they're disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. Shockingly, so I don't hate that. Yeah, and apparently, it, there's so, going to be something that like brings them back together, and they kind of have to decide if they'll reunite to save the world. And kind of become superheroes once again. Why do um, I not hate this? I should hate this, but I don't. I hate know that idea. it's. I have such like such mixed feelings about this, and so yeah, like you said, um, Dove Cameron is going to be playing Bubbles. Uh, Chloe Bennett, who was in Agents of Shield. She's going to be playing Blossom. And then Yana Peralt, who was in a show called Jagged Little Pill. I haven't seen anything from her, um, but she's going to be playing Buttercup. Okay, she better be able to get super, super angry because that's one of the. That is honest. That is the biggest characteristic of Buttercup. So. Yeah. So they already have like kind of a character breakdown for everyone. Oh, shit. Yeah, so Chloe Bennett, who's gonna be playing Blossom, uh all the so this I'm just gonna read off the, the character breakdowns. So okay. although she was a spunky, conscientious little Miss Perfect child who holds several advanced degrees, Blossom's rep- Pressed kitty superhero trauma has left her feeling anxious and reclusive, and she aims to become a leader again, this time on her own terms. And then Dove Cameron, who will play Bubbles, uh, her sweet girl disposition won America's hearts at America's hearts as a child, and she still sparkles sparkles as an adult. But her charming exterior exterior gosh, am I having a really hard time? Reading with Rose is contagious. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> uh, 
but her charming exterior belies an unexpected toughness and wit. She's initially more interested in recapturing her fame than saving the world, but she just might surprise us and herself. And then Peralt, who's playing Buttercup, uh, was a rebellious badass of the Powerpuff Girls in its heyday. More sensitive than her tough exterior suggests, Buttercup has spent her adulthood trying to shed her Powerpuff Girl identity and live in an, in an anonymous life. And honestly, this might be a show that I watch. <laughs> I'm going to at least watch the pilot. Have they said when that's supposed to come out? I am absolutely watching the pilot. Uh, no word yet on when it comes out. Let me just double check. Okay. I don't know. If, like, I thought, like I said, the only actress I know is Dove Cameron. And I've seen some of her work on Disney Channel. I think that's really all she's been on. Um, And especially, like, with on the show Liv and Maddie, uh, Definitely with the character Liv, I could totally see her pulling off bubbles, honestly. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Um, the only one that I don't know anything about is um, Buttercup. Well, hopefully she surprises right. us. Although the show hopefully. is probably just going to surprise me. <laughs> I hope it does. I honestly hope I enjoy it. Do we at least get the original yeah. theme song? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so the so the article so this article it was written on the ninth. Oh, okay. And that was Tuesday. Yeah, right? so there's no official date yet, but it is gonna be a pilot. So I think when when do we usually get new pilots? I, I, like it's usually September, October, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that's around the time that um that they uh they release new shows like that. So, hopefully we get it this year. That would be awesome. Just to cap off like a Marvel year. Could you imagine a Powerpuff Girl? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just want to meet would the be person. Wild. I just want to meet the person that came into like the meeting at the CW is just like guys I have a perfect idea for a show the grown up Powerpuff Girls they're dealing with the trauma of when they were kids and fought crime and just it really messed them up just guys one one CEO is just like bam done I love it (laughs) I don't even think it's that it's that I don't even think it's that I think it would be like you walk in and be like, we're running out of shit, like, out, running out of shows. We already rebooted Walker, Texas Ranger. Supernatural's over. Like, what do we do now? What about Powerpuff Girls? Yeah, but like, out of F all it, the... let's do it. Out of all the Cartoon <laughs> Network shows you could have brought to live action, they do the Powerpuff Girls. I think Powerpuff Girls is the... <laughs> one that's going to age the best fair i don't know that they could bring back like johnny bravo uh, what about ed ed and eddie hell no <laughs> <laughs> oh come um, on 
Actually, another show that I... Well, I don't think that fits the CW theme. I was thinking, like, Dexter's Laboratory. But... Just because I love that show, I would love to see that. Yeah, I don't know, like, how they would make that happen, though. Yeah, you got me. Well, if Powerpuff like, Girls just... fails, there we go. I think there's a, there's a story with Powerpuff Girls, though. Like, there's a story to be told there. I can agree with that. It's like Dexter's Lab. Like, what? what's the story there? Like, like, what do they explore? It'd just be him going to school being, like, an amazing scientist or inventor or whatever. Yeah. What, when did Dexter's Laboratory come out? Do you know the year? Freaking forever ago. Because I was going to ask, who did it first? Jimmy Neutron or Dexter? Oh, I think Dexter. Damn it. I love Dexter, but I'm sorry. Jimmy Neutron, to me, is a better show. Yeah, they're they're two very different shows. That That's fair. Yeah, but I think telling a story for Dexter, like, the only story that I really think that you can tell with Dexter is maybe he has to go back home for some reason after living this extravagant life as a scientist. Can you imagine if he was like a down-on-his-luck scientist and he was still living at home while Dee Dee is like out living her best life? I could see it. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I think they would just have to do whatever they did with Archie and just scrap any... Like, just kind of go off the character alone and just not follow any story whatsoever. Or yeah. any any uh, any source material whatsoever. Not any story. That would just suck. <laughs> that, w- <laughs> that would very much suck. Yeah. Um, but I have high hopes. I have really high hopes for the Powerpuff Girls. Um, I shockingly do as well. Yeah, and the reason I have like such high hopes is because I've I have actually really enjoyed the CW shows. I kind of lost I I stopped watching Arrow and The Flash and all of those shows for a while. I'm probably going to pick them back up because I just recently watched uh Stargirl. Yeah, how was that? Which I highly recommend. It is such a well-done show. Nice. And I thought that I would feel like it was cheesy with, like, teenage superhero. And in in certain ways it is. But in a really charming way. Okay. So, like I said, I have high hopes for... uh, If they can maintain the quality shows that they have... um, I think that they can do some really good things with Powerpuff Girls. The only thing that I don't want them to do is go too dramatic like they did with Riverdale. I think that's what keeps me from watching the show. It's a lot of teenage bullshit drama. The question is, though, do you, would you want them to throw in some of the classic villains like Mojo Jojo? Oh, yes. Okay. Like, you can't not have Mojo Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And if he just isn't, like, a monkey that talks, 
Like they, I, I want them to do Mojo Jojo so bad. They better, and the mayor better have a cameo, at least something. Yes. And his assistant still like no face. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could be over. Gosh, like the more we talk, I'm so excited for the show. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be dope. Like, if they, and if this is like, like they said, like, are they going to come back and, like, reclaim their heroic title? Like, coming back and being, like, um, updated superhero costumes? That'd be so cool. That would be cool, honestly. I hope they do that. I, I pray that they do that. That'd be so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> anyway um what is your little news bit um so mine i don't feel it's as like holy shit jaw-dropping as caleb's but it's it's still a very sweet uh news item um as i'm sure some or most of you know that unfortunately uh this season of superstore season six will be the final season freaking sucks this is, yeah, one of my fa- this is one of mine and Caleb's favorite shows. Um, but, uh, so America Ferreira left the show at the beginning of season six, I think. And she is actually returning um, for the uh, series finale. It was just announced a couple days ago. So she'll be returning to Cloud Nine. Hell yeah. Oh. I'm super excited for that. This was like... One, this is a show that I wish I jumped on the the bandwagon earlier. I wish you did too. Told you, yeah. And it does kind of feel with season six. I think they've handled America America Ferrera's uh, disappearance. I think they've handled it as best as they could. I can agree with that. It does feel a little like odd sometimes whenever they do bring her up yeah i mean but like i'll give him this i feel the saving grace of this season although there's a lot of saving graces is carol's storyline i'm very excited to see where they take that yeah the only thing that i hope that they don't do is kind of force the jonah and amy Oh, that love connection. Oh, to where they um get back together. Yeah, I don't want them to force that. Like Do you I know. I... So... Oh, sorry. Go. No, go ahead. No, um. So, <laughs> I feel like bad for having this happen. But do you have TikTok? No, I unfortunately do. And <laughs> he's giving me. Did the you make death. a TikTok? No, I did not make a TikTok, nor will I ever make a TikTok. (laughs) I am strictly on there just to watch funny videos. Um, But as I was scrolling through uh, the, was it the For You page, whatever, freaking, I got a, uh, um, the series finale got spoiled for me because someone uh, went on the set of where they're uh, film, where they film Superstore. Really? Yeah, I'm like freaking. I'm, I'm freaking pissed. 
So in a way, I kind of know how I I kind of know how the show ends. I'm not telling you, but yeah. So I mean, the the way that they're doing it, it makes sense, but it still sucks that it got ruined for me. Okay, in your opinion, is this a good, a decent ending for the show? Okay, maybe. Okay, okay. I think I said that like a little too broad. Okay, so I don't know exactly how the show is going to end. I only know like a certain like set piece that showcases why, like what's going to happen with the show ending, if that makes sense. Okay. Did that make sense at all? So you so something that got spoiled is some or the um you saw a set piece? Yes. And the set piece kind of gives you a clue into what's going to happen in the, the Well, yeah, cuz well a little bit just because like when you see it you're just like, uh, I could have guessed that. That makes sense for the show. I'm going to talk to you after. Okay. But I, I have an idea of what it okay. is. Okay. All right. I hope you get it. <laughs> Dude, how cool would it be if it, like, no, we'll, we'll continue this talk later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, if you're a fan of Superstore, hopefully you're looking forward to America Ferrera returning. And the show, unfortunately, coming to an end. Unfortunately, this has been a really solid show yeah but at least it's not overstaying its welcome at least there's that i feel it's gonna go out on a high note so Very i appreciate true. that yeah i appreciate the hell out of that too Alrighty, well that covers everything that we got for through the wall so let's get into this week's headliner where we break down the War with Grandpa. Let's do it. Alrighty, first up. Um, I did post a question of the week. I don't think anyone responded to it, though. Not did we from get what anything I saw. on Instagram? Not from what I saw. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think I saw anything on Twitter. I guess no one's so. pranked their par- their grandparents. Yeah. Or I mean, good. Good on you guys. Prank. Yeah. Good. I mean, good <laughs> on you guys. Yeah. Well, I also put like, who's ever pulled a prank with their grandparents? Oh, yeah. Okay. True. I've done neither. And I've done neither, too. (laughs) I should have come up with something else. Like, just... eh. Yeah, I can't even think of one. Maybe more like, okay, you've just declared a prank war. What are your rules? Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so if you guys are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final All Bros letter grade and percentage. Um, 
The eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the end. Um, so we have pre-graded everything except our personal grade, which we're saving for last. Um, so if you have not seen The War with Grandpa, spoiler alert ahead, uh, we're going to talk about everything in the this damn movie. So if you listen past this point, it's more on you than us. <laughs> oh. um, but without further ado, it is reading with Rose time. Uh, he's going to read the synopsis of the story. Really quickly, Caleb, did you know that this movie was made three years ago? No shit. Yeah, this movie was made back in 2017, and the reason why it had to keep getting pushed back is because right when it was about to get released, the Weinstein Company went out of, uh, went under, so they had to find a new publishing company. Ooh. Yeah, so. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, wait, what the hell? What took them so long? And that's why. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, anyway. Solid excuse. Yeah, no, that's a very solid excuse. All right, so. After accidentally stealing from a grocery store due to having trouble with the self-checkouts and causing a scene with the store manager, recently widowed Ed Marino is visited by his daughter, Sally Marino Decker, who wants him to move in with her family. Ed does not want to leave his house because he built it all by himself. Sally convinces Ed to move in with her nonetheless and gives him her son's Pe- gives him her son Peter's bedroom. Peter is not happy about giving his room to his grandfather and being moved to the attic. Ed is welcomed by Sally's husband Arthur and two daughters Mia and Jenny. During his first day moved in, Ed spends most of his time in his new room, sitting in his chair and looking at the sky, still thinking about his late wife. Peter then tells his friends Billy, Steve, and Emma about his grandfather moving in with his family and living in his room. After a miserable first night in his new room, Peter decides to declare war. Excuse me. Ed agrees to war as long as they follow the agreed-upon rules of engagement. They cannot damage other people's belongings and cannot tell the family about this. Peter pulls a series of pranks, including replacing Ed's shaving cream with quick-drying foam and damaging his record player. Ed gets back at Peter with pranks, including removing the screws from all of Peter's furniture and rewriting his school report. Ed turns to his friends Danny and Jerry for some advice. Over time, Ed begins to spend time with his granddaughters and son-in-law and learns how to use modern technologies such as self-checkouts and apps. Sally learns that Mia is dating a boy named Russell, whom she does not approve of. Ed invites Jerry, Danny, and Diane, a store worker Ed has befriended, to play dodgeball against Peter and his friends. Peter and his friends win the first round, but Ed and his team manage to beat them during the second round. However, during the third round, Danny's jaw is injured. As a result, the game is declared a tie. Later, Peter pushes the button on Ed's emergency call necklace, and Ed picks Peter up from school to take him fishing. The two discover that it is illegal to fish there. Ed then takes Peter to his old house and explains that he left some secrets in the walls. Ed learns that Peter is being bullied, so he, Danny, and Jerry throw the bully in a dumpster. At Jenny's Christmas-themed birthday party, Peter keeps his promise about not pulling... Peter keeps his promise about not pulling any pranks. Peter rigs... Wait. 
Okay, they they like totally yeah, screwed that. Yeah, he doesn't up. keep his. Yeah, promise. sorry that that. Well, whoever wrote this made a typo. Peter does not keep his promise about pulling any pranks. Peter rigs up an an ejector seat for Ed, who's supposed to be playing the part of Santa that night. Unfortunately, a last minute change results in Jerry being dressed up as Santa. Throughout the party, Peter and Ed asks uh, are asked to help out. Instead, they continue to prank each other, including spraying bottles at each other and Peter plugging the cord to the lights as Ed checks them, electrocuting Ed. As a result of their hijinks, they inadvertently reveal their war with each other to everyone. Jerry gets ejected from his chair, resulting in further property damage and injuries to multiple guests. During this, Jennifer's Christmas tree prop falls onto the house, leaving a hole in Mia's room and revealing Mia's secret tryst with Russell. Afterwards, Ed is injured and taken to the hospital. As punishment, Arthur and Sally place Peter and Mia under work arrest for six months. Russell shows shows up. Sally initially seems angry at him, but instead welcomes him. Sally goes to pick up Ed from the hospital, but learns that he has already checked out, and his brother Chuck has taken him to his old house. Peter decides to make amends and begs Ed to move back in with the family. The two finally reconcile. As Sally listens, as Sally listens, as time passes, Ed and Peter seem to finally be getting along until Ed leaves one day to be with Diane, with whom he is now in a relationship. Peter looks on angrily, declaring a war on both of them as they leave. <laughs> okay, shouldn't that just be on her because he's kind of like stealing? She's stealing his grandpa from him. Yeah. Um. This was such a fun movie. It really was. I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. <laughs> I didn't either, but I feel like I saw the uh, Rotten Tomato scores. Because the Rotten Tomato score, it's sitting at a 30%, which is not fair at all. No, but isn't like the audience score, like, I swear it's like in the 70s, isn't it? I hope it is, because this movie has been getting a lot of hate and I I don't think it deserves that at all. No, I absolutely agree. You're okay, you're not getting an Oscar winning movie. Um so what was the uh the audience score for the war with grandpa if it wants to load for me. Uh damn, 85%. I I feel that's pretty fair yeah yeah so you're okay when you go into this movie it is not something that you're going to go into going to see a an oscar winning performance by any means but it is it's a fun family yeah. film and i think everyone what could enjoy it yeah I, mean, I don't know man i feel christopher walken was really bringing his oscar game here no, he was one in particular that was not. <laughs> Cheech Marin? No. Okay. There, there were two, actually one that I felt was bringing her a, a game, and I, I feel like that was Uma Thurman. <laughs> oh, I freaking loved her. <laughs> Every single time she was uh, at the stop light with the same cop I laughed my ass off those were some great <laughs> jokes those were amazing 
So, yeah, I felt like the 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 premise is pretty simple. I would say it is. It's not. It's like it has a really strong foundation, and they build upon that really well. The like just the foundation of like this kid's upset at his grandpa over taking his room, which. I mean, I know that there was issues with the room, easily fixable issues. Yeah. But I would have freaking been pumped to get moved up to the attic. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't think there would have been a ki- there's a kid alive that wouldn't have been excited about living in the attic. Especially anyone that watched Drake and Josh. Yeah, right? Like, come on, people. Yeah. So, this this story was fun. I th- I feel like there were definitely some slow parts to it. I um, can I can agree with that. I mean, I I know this is based off a book, and um, I mean, I I've never read the book, nor I probably never will. Um, but like like you said, it's such a simple premise, but what they're able to do with it is really entertaining. And what I'm grateful for is that, mo- well, I don't know. Do you feel like some of the pranks that he pulled on his grandpa were a little too much? Like, if like, like there were like some. I was like, how the hell did Robert? Uh, wow, Robert De Niro <laughs> jump right back from that? Like, which ones in particular are you thinking of? Uh. Kind of the, I can't remember. Did he like jump right back up from the marble one, or did, or was he on I don't the floor think for he a little got, bit? Like immediately up from that, but okay. Most of yeah, he so that made me sad. So he was talking about um, building. So he built houses for a living, and he was talking about any time that he would tear up a house to build like a new one from scratch he would have to tear up an old foundation and he would find marbles. So he started taking all of the marbles or he would take one marble from each job site and then put it in a jar to kind of remind him or show how many houses he's built. So he had this big old jar and it freaking broke and fell and like his marble started like going down into like the air vents. <laughs> And it made me sad because it's oh, like same hair. That's like a mem- like a cherished memory. Oh, <laughs> uh, I gotta say though, the snake in the bed. I'm sorry, too far. Too far? Yeah, I absolutely agree. <laughs> My question is, uh, does that snake bite? Was it poisonous? I doubt it was poisonous. Um, but like, did that thing straight up bite? I I gotta wonder that because I'd feel like a dick if my grandfather got bit by a snake. Yeah, no joke. But I mean, it wasn't outside the the rules of engagement. So, speaking of um, okay, so that's when he like falls uh he like he falls onto like the um uh what was it like the awning or whatever the hell it's called and then his pants drop right in front of Rob Briggle. Yes. Okay. I I was just wondering this. 
about how much do you extra do you think they had to pay Robert De Niro for him to be okay with technically his junk being shown twice in a family movie? Probably a lot more than they were wanting to. Because, <laughs> I mean, I uh, from what I've seen, Robert De Niro hasn't been in like a lot of like like cheesy like funny movies this i feel like this is one of the first i've seen him in um yeah he so, was in what was that one with Zac Efron the oh yeah dirty grandpa was it? i want i want to buy that now after watching this one i want to watch both grandpa movies <laughs> um so if the digital code still works expect uh that one coming your way um but I don't know, just like, I, you know, like, he was in, uh, what was it, Goodfellas, um, just like, he's in, like, a lot of, like, serious, not, like, that, like, potty humor kind of movies, the only ones that I can think of that maybe sometimes can be that way are, like, maybe the, the Fokker movies, a little bit, right? um, (laughs) just... Seeing Robert De Niro simultaneously, I think I'm using that word right, or it might be a different word anyway, uh, showing his junk to Rob Riggle twice, um, I, I just never thought I'd see that. That, that, that. that was definitely a first for me, so. I mean, kudos to you, Robert De Niro, for like being able to take the extra paycheck for <laughs> doing that. Yeah. But I th- I feel like this, so the story, like we said, it's a basic premise, but a really fun one. And I honestly feel like it, the movie flowed really well. It did. I don't, can't really think of any, like, hiccups that I saw along the way. Yeah, I'm not, there, yeah, there was, like, maybe a couple, like, maybe the fishing one went on a bit long. See, I didn't feel that way. I, I thought it was, you know, like, it, I I feel it played out enough for it to be a sweet moment. And then it turned out to, for, <laughs> I just love the guy that's just like, um, by, he's like, yeah, the reason for that is it's illegal. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> or no, the best part is when they get back into their, uh, they're heading back to their Uber. And Robert De Niro's just like, why'd you, why didn't you tell me it was illegal to fish here? The guy's just like, you wouldn't have rented a boat. I'm like you know what? Fair enough. I like your sales strategy here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've really liked everything in this movie. Honestly, like it was one of those like just surprising little gems. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I don't know. It was, it was like it was feel good. It was like a really solid story. It was like it was above average i feel yeah oh yeah definitely yeah so we have it sitting at an 86 not too shabby yeah not too bad at all uh moving on over to writing we have that slight like just barely higher than the story it's sitting at an 86.5 oh shit yeah um i don't know if you picked up on this but there were some lines that they threw into this movie that felt like callbacks 
to some of their previous work, especially with Uma Thurman and uh, De Niro. I don't think I really it, picked up on them. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, one... So, like, uh, his Uber driver. So, he, he had, like, the same Uber driver, and his name was Chuck. And he's like, this is Chuck. You don't need to know anything about Chuck. Like, I feel like that's... I need to watch Goodfellas, because I feel like that felt like it could be a line from Goodfellas. Fair. Like, just something like that. It's just like, oh, this is blank. You don't need to worry about blank. And then there's just, like, other lines that I feel like were just cameos to his other works. Like, and with Uma Thurman, I feel like her, some of her, like, craziness kind of, like, was a bit of a nod towards, like, Kill Bill. Or maybe okay. even, like, Pulp Fiction in some instances. I could see that. Yeah, I, it's just, like, little things here and there that I felt were, like, nods to those those movies. Okay. So, I I felt like that stuff was really smart. It does stick out because, like I said, I don't know those references because I haven't seen Goodfellas yet, which is on my list to watch, like, probably this weekend. I would have loved um, a uh, a uh, Cheech and Chong joke from Cheech Marin. Just some little thing. That that yeah. would have been funny. Yeah, something like that. It's just like these little things that I'm like, I feel like that's a reference. <laughs> like just it was weird. Like just the emphasis emphasis that they were putting on it. I'm like, mm, maybe it's like that's got to mean something. Yeah. So, I don't know. May, like, maybe. But I thought, like, the writing was all very smart. I feel like uh, one of Peter's friends, the the dim-witted one, I felt a lot of his uh, jokes were amazing. Wasn't that Cheech Marin? No, uh, not the grandpas. Oh, oh, the sorry. Kid. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah those were like the the kids. Uh, I'll give him jokes the, were funny. I almost threw up with the whole. I hope that's a Snickers in his. Uh, <laughs> uh, f, f what was it? Um, retainer. Right? Wasn't it his under? Oh yeah, the retainer. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he smells it too, he's just like, oh, phew, it is Snickers. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I would have thrown that I... retainer away. Ain't no way I'm cleaning f- that shit. <laughs> My favorite line was when they were coming in and they're just like, we're the low man on the totem pole now. And then he like looks over at this girl and she just gives him the dirtiest look and he's just like, that girl is going to make my life a living hell. And then she, like the girl friend looks over and she's just like, isn't that your sister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I laughed my ass off at that i'm just like yes <laughs> just yes <laughs> oh but it was so good so freaking good i think the only one friend of his that i kind of like found a little annoying 
um, was the uh, one that owned the snake. Yeah, he was a little bit annoying. But the other two were fine. Yeah. But I think everything was really well written, really funny. And a lot of that, I feel, was due to the delivery. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. So, which we'll get into in acting. Um, but like we said, writing is sitting at an 86.5, which is 0.5 higher than story. Um, Well-deserved, I think, the story and the writing. And I feel like that's a really good gauge for a movie if the story and the writing are in line oh yeah i put the story and the writing on the exact same grade level with this it's like perfection yeah um moving on over to acting um the three i graded were robert de niro de niro de niro, de niro. <laughs> is that his robert de niro <laughs> robert de niro uma thurman and the kid that played Peter, I forget his name. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'll look him up. And then I just kind of counted the rest of the family as extras, unfortunately, because I don't think uh, Regal was in it quite enough to grade him as his own character. I wish he was in it more, just for the fact that I love Rob Regal. I think he's one oh, of I the, do too. He's one of the funniest man, funniest people working today. So the more I can get with him in a movie, the happier I am. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Oaks um, Fegley. That, that's his name. Who played Peter? Oaks Fegley? Yep, Oaks Fegley. That's an odd name. I mean, I'm sure. Okay. That, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. O-A-K-E-S? Oaks? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Oaks Fegley. Alrighty. Um, okay, my... This is odd because it's like I feel like Uma Thurman gave like too hardcore of a performance. <laughs> Fair enough. Like if I was grading or rating the top three, I would give the top spot to Robert De Niro because I think he just was perfect. I was gonna say I, I would give the number two slot to I would give the number two to Oaks. Okay, and then number three to. Uma Thur- or, or I'd probably give the third one to uh, Riggle, and then maybe four to <laughs> to Uma Thurman, because she just she went a little hard. <laughs> I know it he was wasn't funny. in it a lot, but honestly, I would probably so number one Robert De Niro, two probably the kid, but three just because I loved him so much in this movie, Cheech Marin. <laughs> I loved him in this movie. I mean, I love Cheech Marin Dude, in anything. you have a soft spot for these, like, secondary characters. Shut up. Oh, he's a good comedian. Shut up. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the old Cheech and Chong movies. Have you? Yes. You're missing out. Super I feel like funny. there's some on streaming, so I might have to check those out. Well, I'm going to have to rewatch some as well. <laughs> Uh, but I, so I did drop, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I dropped a little bit on Uma Thurman. Like I dropped my, like that's, she was the one that I gave the lowest score to. Yeah. Out of the three. 
And it wasn't because her acting was bad. It was just a little over the top. A little too much for me. Yeah, it was almost like too good. <laughs> oh, man. But I was thinking throughout this whole movie, the shit that they are able to get Uma Thurman to do still is insane. Yeah, that's fair. Like, they were able to get her to do the snake. Oh, they, yeah, I bet. They, oh, hell no. Nope. The coffee thing was funny. Like, that was the first one that I'm like, oh, okay. The face that she was making when the party was getting, like, utterly destroyed... <laughs> Isn't, doesn't, at the end, doesn't she chase after her daughter's boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. She full on tackles that, (laughs) that that boy. That was fantastic. And, like, holy shit. Like, that, that was Uma Thurman, and you can't tell me otherwise. Nope. (laughs) If you told me that was a stunt double, I'm going to be like, no, you're lying. That was all Uma. (laughs) That was all her. And yeah, like I said, she a bit over the top, a little too much over the top. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah. It, she dropped it for me just a little bit. But Robert De Niro and the kid, I feel, were pretty neck and neck. I think Robert was a little bit higher. I would actually um, put um Robert pretty higher. I mean, it's no offense to the kid. I thought he did a great job. But um, when it came to, like, the emotional scenes or just interacting with some of, like, the other characters, especially uh, the little girl that was playing his uh, youngest granddaughter, their interaction and how Robert De Niro played it off was so good um, that, like, I didn't expect his acting chops to be so freaking good in in this kind of movie. But he, he impressed me. I mean, Robert De Niro is absolutely one of my favorite actors ever. He's one of, still one of the greatest actors working today. And the fact that he still gave a great performance in a kid's movie like this, he gave it his all, I really appreciate. Yeah. That's hard to argue with. Um, yeah, now that you bring it up, the, that kid did have some issues with the like the emotional scene at the end. It felt a little <sighs> campy, a, a a little bit. Yeah, but I think overall, I think that his performance kind of makes up for for that little bit, just yeah, enough. I, yeah, I I can definitely give you that. Yeah, so acting's a little bit lower than uh, the writing and story. The acting is sitting at an 84. It's not not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um, Which actually puts it neck and neck with character development. So character development's also sitting at an 84. And it's hard to disagree with that. With yes. the... Uh, the arc that they were able to give kind of both uh, Robert De Niro's character and uh, P- 
Peter. Yeah. yeah. I forget what what's Robert De Niro's character's name. I think it's Ed. Ed. Yeah, Ed. Yeah. So this, I feel like the arc, and it was kind of hard for me to pick one over the other, so I kind of graded both. But I feel like the arc that they were given was really, really good. It really was, because honestly, when um, Ed first moves in, you can kind of tell that out of the grandkids, um, shit, what's the kid, the boy's name? Peter. Um, Peter. You can tell, like, he has the least, uh, he, oh, what's the word, out of the three, he has, like, the, like, least, um, relationship with him. Like, he doesn't really get to, he didn't. It seems like he didn't really spend a lot of time with Peter as he was growing up. It was more so the granddaughters that he kind of more so got along with. Um, and so just seeing them, you know, go from not hating each other, they still love each other, but like seeing, you know, like the start of their war, seeing what it's doing to each other, what the consequences are, and then Peter actually realizing, you know what, actually I love having my grandpa living with me and... I, I appreciate that they kind of do touch upon like the whole, you know, um, uh, hard, hard topic with death. And I'm, I'm sure he was thinking, you know, like I, I want to be able to see, uh, my grandpa before, you know, it's too late. I want to be able to spend as much time as I can with him. And so just seeing his character growth to someone that kind of despises having his grandpa there to one that absolutely loves being able to see his grandpa every day and get, didn't, didn't they say like going fishing on Saturdays was their thing now? Yeah, yeah. So for for that character arc, I thought it was actually pretty decent. Yeah, I really liked that. And same with with Ed's arc. Like he went from someone that kind that kind of couldn't take care of himself anymore to just someone that would stare out the window all day. Yeah. In like his sadness or not sadness, grief and kind of reflect upon his his life with his uh his wife and then kind of found a new spark for life in this war with his grandchild. Yeah. And <laughs> And in that way, found found more like maybe formed a stronger bond with his friends. Um, opened himself up to finding love or at least a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so opened himself up to that. All these things that at in the beginning he was really closed off to, and he. Yeah, so in the end he's just he's more open about things and his ex more like he moved on from like sadness and went to grief or yeah. and went what am I saying? He moved on from grief and moved on to acceptance. There we go. And then from there opened his heart up to the possibilities of uh the things around him, so maybe like the relationship with the uh, with the woman mm. that he was uh, he was friends with, and then 
also kind of opened himself up to his son-in-law and his daughter and all these other people that he was more or less closed off to because he was just wanting to sit in his sadness. Yeah. So maybe we we took this a little deeper than we <laughs> oops than it was expected, but it was so such a good story, such a good it really was arc and you get to see the progression and everything in them and it's just it's just a really fun experience. Yeah, I absolutely um, agree. Yeah. So like I said, Sorry, character man, I lost development my train of thought for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. We're just staring <laughs> off into space. <laughs> yeah, if Rose's face was a loading screen. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so character development, uh, we put right in line with acting, so it's sitting at an 84. Uh, moving on over to effects. This is a little bit lower. Probably one of the... Or the lowest, I think it's the lowest category. Um, it's sitting at a 78.5. I mean, the the biggest effects were like when they got like blown up into the air. Or like uh, like when um, Robert De Niro gets electrocuted. I mean, overall, like it, it looked decent. Um, but like... They weren't like, oh my gosh, like these effects are incredible. Like, this is Marvel grade effects. I mean, sometimes Marvel CGI ain't so hot. I'm not gonna point fingers. Um, <laughs> but just it was nothing to write home about. I feel. Yeah, they they had some really decent um, stunt work. But I think what stood out to me was that you could tell when they switched to a stunt person. Oh, really? I didn't notice. Yeah, like, um, okay, when Christopher Walken's character is riding the one wheel. Oh. Okay, so you're a lot Yeah, you remember that? that? Yeah, but you're just a lot better at picking that kind of shit up than I am. Yeah. And then... A lot, like, yeah. A lot of the stunt work, I feel, was uh, not super good. <laughs> Fair enough. At least, at least not like it wasn't that the stunt work wasn't good. <clears throat> it was more that the stunt work was done by someone that didn't really fit the Robert De Niro mold that well. And I feel I I know it's hard to find a stunt person that has the build of someone older like that. So it's just I feel like you could go a little bit lighter on the the stunt work with them. Yeah, that's fair. Like try to get them to do as much as they possibly can. Yeah, without killing them. <laughs> yeah, that's the main goal. Um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Hey, you're just like me. Trash. And (laughs) (laughs) now, another thing that kind of sticks out to me when in regards to stunt work 
Yeah, you remember the the party when the airbag thing goes off and it blows Christopher Walken's character like, oh, yes. away from Yeah. That looked like a dummy. Yeah, it did. Like it was just straight up ragdoll. Like there was there was no human thing that did that. It was just it looked like they just took a dummy and like threw it. Oh. <laughs> uh. I feel like that was that could have been done a little bit better. I'll give you that. So, just things like that that I feel like they could have made could have hidden a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and some of the the additional stunt work and minor effects, uh, it did bring it down to a seventy eight point five. Um, moving on over to music. Not really anything super special. No, I mean, honestly, the only song that I remember was uh, the beginning end credits song. It was like, what was it like? It's called Unstoppable by I forget what band. Yeah, so. Good ass song, though. Yeah. But it's, again, nothing too special. So it's sitting at a seven, slightly above average. Which I'm trying to like look. It's 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 sitting at like the music. What music was in there worked for the film in a way that I feel other movies that we've talked about where it feels odd or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, everything fit. Everything fit with the theme of the movie. So a seven, I feel, is more than fair. <laughs> no, I, I I can definitely agree with that. Um, and then last we got costumes, which we put at a six. Again, nothing too special with these costumes. They were just kind of everyday clothes I mean, for Ro- people. Robert De Niro's flannels were on fleek. I mean, come on, man. Uh, I wish yeah. I could be that stylish. I I just hope when I'm that old, I can be that stylish. Yeah, don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> true that. Anyway, so yeah, uh, costumes sitting at a, a very solid six, just because nothing blew us out of the water. So, with that, that brings us to our final category, which is personal grade. So, Rose. You want to take this? I would love to. So, I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. Um, The cast was really, really good. Robert De Niro, I freaking loved him in this movie. Um, But I love him like anything he does. But really loved him in this movie. Um, It's a really fun family movie. And if you guys just want to sit down with your family, have a good laugh, just... Just have a good time, kind of like escape the uh, the pressures of the world. I feel this is a is a good choice. Um, so I am going to give the War with Grandpa a solid eighty for my personal score. Nice. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you said. This is not a movie for people that are going to try and tear this apart because I feel like you 
easily could. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's what some critics did. I went, did you like, I went through and read some of the critics' reviews, and some of them were just like flat out bullshit. Oh, really? Yeah, like there was just, like, there was some, like, one critic that gave it, like, a 20% or, like, a 2 yeah. out of 10. And then said that there is absolutely nothing redeemable about this movie. Well, and F like, you to that, buddy. Me? Yeah, like, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but that dude was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's cool if you have an opinion, but also screw you. <laughs> yeah, this movie is so much fun. It has, I feel, something for everyone of all ages. I can agree with that. And it's just a really good, well-put-together film. It's, like we said, it's basic, but... Just because it's basic doesn't mean it's bad. Exactly. So, I am so glad that we chose to break down this movie, because I probably wouldn't have watched it otherwise, and that's a shame. I I had intentions of watching it. I probably wouldn't have watched it uh, this soon, but I'm glad that I did. Yeah, same here. Um, so I am giving it a little bit higher. I'm giving it an 83. Okay. Very nice. Oh, you know what? I actually have one big problem with this movie. What's that? Ready for this? The copy I ordered came with a damaged slipcover. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have to go switch it out. So... Thanks, whoever the hell distributed this movie. <laughs> I had to go through so much work to get a decent slipcover. Thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just had to do it. I wanted to see a reaction. Yeah. So, those scores averaged out bring us to an 81.5. I'm going to start doing and that. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You jumped the gun, man. My bad. (laughs) Whoopsie. Uh, And then... (laughs) So, the final All Bros letter grade for The War with Grandpa comes to a... I can do it now? Yeah, you can do it now. A B minus. Woo-woo. That's not bad at all. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely not bad. So it is sitting at a 81.9%, which makes it a pretty decent B-. It's in the middle between a B- and a B, but um, I think it's sitting in there pretty firm. It's not like a super soft B-. Okay. Yeah, so comparing this to some other B-minus movies that we've done, um, this puts it in line, or it puts it 1% lower than Mulan, the remake. It puts it 0.2% higher than Holiday in Handcuffs. 
Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. Um, I love that movie. <laughs> I like this movie better. Yeah, it puts it one percent higher than the Banana Splits movie. Yeah, that's fair. It is point six percent higher than Late Night. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, 1% lower than The Hunt. Okay. Uh, shit, just lost it. Damn you. 0.9% higher than Deadpool 2. Wow. Yeah. Shit. 1% lower than The Greatest Showman. Blasphemy. <laughs> And 0.2% higher than Birds of Prey. Okay. Yeah, we have some other B-minus movies, but if you guys want to check out our uh, rating system, they're all on our our website. Yeah. We don't want to spoil all the fun. Yeah. No, yeah, that we definitely do not want to do. Actually, I wonder if there's like an easier way for me to. One second. Uh, I guess not. Sorry, I was trying to figure something out to maybe see the percentages better. There you go, bro. Um. Anyway, the yeah. So sitting at a very nice B minus, and we like we said, we cannot recommend this movie enough. Go check it out. You're not going to be disappointed. No, you Just are not. Set your expectations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that concludes uh, this week's breakdown, or this week's headliner. God damn it! <laughs> Man, you're getting as bad as I am. Yeah. So this concludes this week's breakdown. Hey, he got it. Oh, wait. What did what? I say last time? I'm so confused. No, these are breakdowns. Oh, they are? Yeah. It's main event that we, we stopped oh, using. Oh, yeah. No. So it's, I'm yeah, stupid. So it's still an Albro's <laughs> breakdown, but we call it uh, the Albro's headliner and not the Albro's main event now. Gosh. I get I, it. I swear, I, we, it I swear we know what we're doing sometimes. <laughs> I never know what I'm doing. I just plug in the mic and pray that Caleb takes the show where it needs to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere that you can find a, a podcast. Um, and if we're not, tough catch- tits. Yeah. <laughs> you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Uh, Be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at the Elbros. If you want to, you can DM us with some episode ideas, answer our question of the week when we post those, or if you want to join us for an episode, we would love to have anyone on. Um, You can also go to our website where you can find everything that we do. Uh, It's tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Links will be in the description of that. Uh, 
And you'll also be able to find links to our merch store, which is on tpublic.com slash user slash the Albros channel. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Um, next week, uh, we will be breaking down the Netflix original movie, Yes Day. Doesn't it start Jennifer Gardner? Yes. Okay. And this is another, like, feel-good movie. I feel like the, most of the movies we've done this, this month are, like, feel-good movies. And ain't no shame in that. Yeah, like, we did the Rocky Road to Freedom, which was a good, uh, which is, a, like, a, a pretty decent feel-good movie. Tom and Jerry, feel-good movie. War with Grandpa. And then we have scheduled Yes Day for next week, and then The Croods 2 after that. So, I think we unintentionally went with the theme this month. And you know how that works? <laughs> because a year ago from this month was when shit really hit the fan. Yep. I think our subconscious just knew that we needed this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you guys can look forward to that next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Show up. <coughs> I don't know what happened there. You failed. That's what happened. Shut up, okay? I'm sorry, man. You just want me to choke and die, don't you? Do Herbert right or don't do it at all. <laughs> yes, sir, Captain. <laughs>